Hey, this is Eric from Catching Light. Hey, this is Hemp. Hey, this is Glenn. Hi, I'm Steve-O. Hey, this is Drew Hines with Hindsight Imagery. This is Matt Callahan at Digimati Photographic Services. Hey, this is Jason, and welcome to Tales from the Pit. Hi guys and welcome to Tales of the Pit once again. Uh, tonight we have Chris Williams with us, our videographer at BNHP, formerly known as Meadowbrooks. Chris, um, tell us a little bit about what you do and um, how you got involved in this whole crazy business. Well, hi guys. Uh, thank you for having me on the show. Um, well, I last year was my first year as a videographer up at uh, Meadowbrook. I worked uh, many of the shows up there. I've been shooting stuff for a long time. I used to work in cable access. I've shot some sports. Uh, I worked on a few indie films. Uh, prior to that, I actually did roadie a few shows at uh, Meadowbrook as one of the day hires back in the day. And uh, that was kind of a fun time. But this was my first year as a person sort of like, you know, with full access to the venue and it was a dream actually to see some of the bands live and get paid to, you know, film them and be that close. It was really cool. Sounds so like an interesting background you got there, Chris. So Chris, tell us a little bit more about why you got into doing video and stuff like that. Well, I uh, first got into video uh, in public access. I had some friends that wanted to start making movies and we thought, well, a volunteer public access station, great way to get, you know, access to free equipment. And then I started uh, teaming up on films and working with uh, people on some indie films. And then I landed a job at a public access station, ran a, ran a station for almost like 10 years and uh, really started like really getting good at shooting and editing and covering, you know, everything from town board meetings to, uh, school concerts and plays and I have a really good eye for like video and music. I'm very musically inclined. So it felt perfectly natural to sort of start working at a concert venue and shooting stuff live. It's just really hard to, I like taking direction, but sometimes I feel like I know where the song's going <laughs> and I got my director and we was like, what are you shooting? I'm like, I know where the song's going. Just trust me. <laughs> but, um, I had a lot of fun working up there last year and um, so uh, something I hope we can, you know, do again real soon. Now you did some radio stuff as well, right? Yes. I, uh, I did some radio stuff. I did some college radio and uh, now I've started doing a podcast called the vinyl loft where I share uh, music from my uh, vinyl collection. I'm a collector. I've been collecting records for like over 30 years. And um, this is actually my home studio set up. I've actually, I rebuilt a lot of it during the, uh, you know, during the uh, quarantine. So I, I rebuilt my, I rebuilt my console and now I'm really happy with what I have in here. <laughs> uh, tell me, uh, do you have a favorite type of, of uh, 
artist or a genre of music you like to, to, to shoot with us? Yeah, probably the show that was the most exciting for me to sign on for was the Royal Affair show, which uh, featured Yes. Um, I've been a fan of them for years. I love prog rock. And even though, you know, Chris Squire is no longer with us and uh, John Anderson wasn't in the band, uh, they put on a fantastic show. I was really impressed with the set. And I got to tell you, that was my first show being the pit camera operator. So you got this big, heavy camera on your shoulder. And they did Date, Gates of Delirium, which is like a 25-minute long song off the Relayer album. And um, I'm just like, okay, I'm writing it. I'm writing it. I know the song. And I'm just waiting for like the last movement of the song to come up so I can be just like, okay, three more minutes, and it's almost over. But it was a fantastic show. Um, you got the picture up there now of uh, the keyboard player for uh, John Lodge and the uh, Moody Blues experience. I talked to him uh, backstage at dinner because uh, he came up to me and he was like, I saw you singing along with every single song at our sound check, and that was really cool. This was the only show I actually like hung out during the sound check in the venue because I was just like, I just want to completely experience this show. It was just, it was just so amazing to be there. And uh, Arthur Brown was performing with uh, Carl Palmer. He pulled him out of retirement. And uh, I saw him backstage. Uh, he was kind of fun. Um, his wife actually came up to me and asked me if I knew what the Wi-Fi password was for the venue. And I was like, I'm sorry, I don't. And then I saw her later on sitting with Arthur Brown. So I just like, you know, sort of went over, sat down and I was like, so is this the God of Hellfire? And he, and he was like, yes. I'm like, hi, Arthur. Nice to meet you. So it was a really, that was a really fun show. And I, I really enjoyed it. That was like, I think my, I think that was like my second or third show. And, you know, talking about knowing the music and trying to like work with the director, the director, a lot of time was like, why are you shooting the guitar player? Why are you shooting the bass player? And I'm just like, there's, there are yes songs where you get, you have to be shooting the bass player. I even had uh, fans come up to me after the show. They were like, you guys barely had any shots at Billy Sherwood. I'm like, yeah, I know. I tried. Uh, but it was, it was really fun. How many people do you have on your crew for the video? Um, there are three camera operators and, uh, and a director. And uh, we get there around uh, 3 o'clock in the afternoon set up the uh the high the the side high perched camera and uh then we set up like the big you know tv camera that's like right behind that's right next to the sound mixing board and then we just have the um the pit camera and then you're usually doing the pit cam uh we kind of moved around after the yes show uh, a lot of folks were a lot of members of the crew were kind of just like it's a really long night Actually, after Chicago, they've discovered it's kind of a really long night to just be holding the shoulder camera for like an entire like two or three hour set. So they actually started rotating us, which was kind of cool because then they because then that bumped up everybody's pay because basically the way they did it was if you were the pit camera, you got a little bit more than the other two camera operators because obviously you're you're working a more physically taxing camera location. Sure. So, so, Chris, you don't have free range at what you shoot. You're taking um, orders from a director, I understand? 
yes, generally we're taking okay. orders from a director, but we, we can also say, hey, I've got a really cool shot if, you know, if we were on standby and, and the director will take it. Of course, you know, during some of the shows where they'd be like, um, like I would talk to some of the kids in like the front row and I found out that there was like a girl and it was like her birthday that night. So I think at like the Cage the Elephant show, I said to the director, hey, there's this girl in the front row and it's her birthday. Let's try to see if we can get a shot of her on the, on the big screen and stuff. And the director's so, usually front of house, I take it? Yeah, the director, it, actually, he's, um, he's down in the bowels of the, um, of the venue. He's in the, he's in the backstage area somewhere. Oh, okay, okay, gotcha. And you've got, uh, you've got communication, you've got a mic or something like that on a headset that you can communicate with the director? Yes. That's cool. Uh, Answer this, Chris. When you're up front, and it's we all know it's very loud up there. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Obviously, we have all ear protection on, um, and you can hear everybody fine and everything. As I, when Steve's talking to me or one of these guys is talking to me up front, I can't hear a word they're saying. Yeah, I could hear. Okay, I mean, to be totally honest, I didn't wear ear protection um, until the freaking kids' bop show. Yeah. Once the once the ten and eleven year old girls started like screaming, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is louder than like the metal shows that I was just filming." I was like, "I would." They were they like ran me out like a pair of earplugs for that. That was like, you know, hair standing on the back of my neck loud. That was bad. But every other show wasn't so bad. Those are Hemp's grandchildren. Yeah, all of them. (laughs) Yes, and he's right. They're loud. That. It's louder than any heavy metal show when they start screaming. Yeah. His parents even you guys cringe. serious about this, really? Yeah. Wow. I get, I've learned over the years, I get picked on by some concert goers. I wear earplugs every show because you just never know where you're going to end up. As we've discussed, it's, it's pretty fluid. And there may be nights where I'm down front with my, with my head right in a monitor. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. And, yeah, no doubt. You know, even at a, at a show that's kind of low-key, a, a James Taylor or something like that, I just, I wear the earplugs. Just, you never know. And I'm not a young guy. You know, Chris, you're a young guy. but I'm not know, as I'm young not as one. I look, but thank you. <laughs> well, you're certainly not as old as him. <laughs> yeah. But, no, no, you're absolutely right. I mean, I, I think, what the heck show was? I'm trying to remember what show was. I think it was, like, one of the last shows we did. It was... It wasn't Cage the Elephant, but it was like really one of the heavy bands. And I was actually disorientated for the first time. Like, you know, while we were breaking down the equipment, I was just like, whoa, this feels weird. Yeah. It really hurt my ears after like one show. That happened to me one time down at the beach. I went to this concert and I wasn't even photographing. I was just there. And my ears rang for probably three or four days after that. Yeah. It was bad. Probably Twins of Evil. Yeah. So, Steve, uh, it looks. I, I believe you took all these shots. You were at that show as well. These are all your photos. Is that correct? Yes, sir. And <laughs> <laughs> I took them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you want? Good job, no. buddy. <laughs> these these are the shots I took at the Yes uh, Royal. What the hell is it called? The, the Royal, Royal Affair. Thank you. Right. See, you know, you guys remember what it's called. And, you know, list. when we talk about specific songs and stuff like that, I don't know what it's called. But, yeah, it was it was fun. Uh, we had to shoot in front of house for everybody but yes. And as you can see, that when I got to shoot yes, 
we got down front, and it was uh, it was kind of fun to be down there uh, shooting Steve Howe. Uh, I know that you know these guys are older now. Uh, he he looks more like that professor you know from Whiplash that you really don't want to get in your uh, in your uh, music class. But uh, he's an amazing musician, and he's just a lot of fun to shoot and, and great fun to listen to. Yeah, I just want—I really wanted to just compliment you on this photo because this is a fantastic photo. Yeah, it is. And they were really great guys backstage too at, at, at dinner. I think the worst thing you talk about, like how old they kind of look. Um, I unfortunately couldn't tell Alan White from Jeff Downs, and I was behind Jeff Downs in the dinner line, and I was just like, I wanted to say hi to him, but I couldn't remember like which member of the band he was because they both look exactly the same because of the way they've aged. So, Chris, I, uh, I know you were at the Break and Benjamin show as well, and I thought that that was uh, – we got some killer photos from that show, and Diamante is – I think you're, like me, a huge fan. Uh, you want to tell us about that one? Yeah. Um, yeah, I definitely fell in love with her that night, and uh, finally I have, I have her LP in my hand here. It took me a while to get it, but um, I talked to her a little bit backstage, and she would – she couldn't have been more friendly. She was definitely like welcoming to the fans. I remember she was like inviting people to go back and talk to her at the, uh, the merch table. And I, uh, while I wasn't, sh- I wasn't on camera because we had four bands to shoot that night. So we kind of were rotating out. So everybody sort of like got a chance to be off camera for some of the, sh- for some of the nights so they could have dinner. Cause I think that was an early start time for that show. And uh, Diamante was, just, she blew me away. I just stood by the uh, back of front of house camera and just watched her, you know, 20 minute set. And she just, she blew me away. I, I had never heard of her. And I just thought she was absolutely amazing. I mean, she, I mean, she's a beautiful young girl and uh, she was a lot of fun to hang out with backstage. Um, they were, they have like these big, like uh, adult size, big wheels backstage and all the tours come through and they play, they play on them. Um, by the time Diamante got there, most of the brakes had been burned out on the full-size <laughs> big wheels. I think it was during the Weird Al show because one of his roadies were doing, like, uh, burnouts and, like, spinning around on him and, like, stopping really short. So the brakes weren't very good, but she was like, you know, she was like, we're a big wheel mafia. And they were, like, rolling around down uh, backstage. And I think they actually tweeted a lot and posted a lot of uh, Instagram video of them, like, uh, rolling around in the go-kart on, on the uh, big wheels backstage, but she's really fun. I mean, she's very open to her fans. I don't know if it's a good thing, but she actually posts her cell phone number on Instagram and uh, Twitter. So you can like text her and stuff. So it's like, it's really weird, but she's, she's a phenomenal young artist. And I, I think she's got a second record coming out and um, yeah, I'm next really month. looking forward to hearing more from her. Yeah, Chris, you mentioned she she's very friendly. You're you're absolutely right on that. She did a meet and greet in front of the um, one of the merchants. Um, yeah, yeah, and I was out there. She was incredibly friendly with everybody. Really uh, inviting. Very nice lady. Yeah, yeah. The first time I heard of her was the single with um, uh, Bad Wolves. I don't know if yeah. you've heard that song. Yeah, yeah. Which I, you know, it's a fantastic song. Did she actually play that live at all? Yeah, she. That was one of the songs in her set because obviously I think that would have been like her big hit. Yep. I think she did that, and I think she did uh, – what the heck did she do? I, I think, I'm definitely sure she did War Cry uh, for uh, Coming In Hot album, and I don't remember what the other songs were. She may have played Fight Like a Girl, but she's really good. And, I mean, she's, 
obviously you listen to her some of her songs and you'll probably think it's Hailstorm because she has that you know similar style and that was there was a bunch of bands that night right yeah there was uh Chevelle Three Days Grace Dorothy Diamante and uh, Breaking Benjamin yeah yeah and hemp these are your photos you took you were the photographer for that night yeah me and Glenn that was that she like he said she blew me away I'd never heard of her and just her range of voice and just the songs. And she did sound a lot like Hailstorm, but cleaner voice, I thought. Yeah. So. And Dorothy was really good, too. And I, I can yeah. remember one show I did where I don't think I even was able to hear the opener because I was up in the, the side camera and just the sound that night for one of the openers was was just terrible because sometimes I'll just take my earphones off so I can hear the band. <laughs> you know, or, you know, it's or at least lower them. Yeah, it was yeah. a fun concert. Yeah. yeah, that's that's a cool. That's those are cool shots by the way too. So another one of my favorite shows from 2019 was the Hailstorm Alice Cooper Motionless and White show. And Chris, this was all, I, I this was one of your favorites as well because you and I talked specifically about this photo. Yeah. Uh, go ahead and tell me about uh, uh, your experience with this show. Um, it was a fantastic show. I mean, I've seen Hailstorm. Unfortunately, only once. I saw them very early in their career on the uh, Strange Case of Hailstorm tour up at um, the State Theater in uh, Portland, Maine. But this was time. This was my first time really seeing, you know, Lizzie. All these years later, just how well she's grown musically, performance-wise. I mean, she's just absolutely amazing. I mean, if you go on YouTube, you can see like the the videos of her and her brother when they were like. 14, 15 years old, playing in bars with their uncle and like high school shows. And they do this one song where like her brother, uh, AJ, is like in a drum set that like spins around. And the kid's like 14 years old in this video. But uh, to see Lizzie uh, last year was absolutely amazing. Um, I think you and I were talking um, at the pit while I was shooting that part of the show. And I was, you know, I think I kind of just leaned over and was like, you know, it would be really cool if you could, like, do this over-the-shoulder shot of me operating the camera and have Lizzie there in the frame. And I was just like, and then I saw her get posted to the, um, to the Bank of uh, New Hampshire Pavilion page. I was like, that's awesome. <laughs> I think yeah. you friended me after I, like, yeah. shared, the, shared this photo. Um, and uh, it was so much fun. Um, and so backstage at dinner – um all throughout the season you know i've worked in video i've worked in video i've worked in film i always know when you're a production working on a production you don't talk to the talent but i was just like it's lizzie and i just had to say hi to her and i just said hi lizzie and she just like she was like hi honey and she tapped me on my shoulder and then the joke was going to be for the rest of the season i wasn't going to wash my crew shirt because lizzie hale touched me but it was, it was a fantastic show. And um, now I don't know what kind of stipulations you guys have as uh, still photographers when you're uh, filming shows, but not so much for Hailstorm, but for Alice, we were kind of we limited to what we could shoot. They kind of told us like what they wanted us to shoot for Alice. And they basically wanted us just to keep Alice on the screen the whole time, all Alice, all the time. And our director was like, uh, 
for people watching the show, dude, that doesn't really work. I need to cut away from Alice when there's guitar fills and all this other and cover all the stuff that's going around on the stage. So they they kind of relented and backed off, and it was it was it was a pretty friendly thing. But the the one thing that we had was we we had to be tight on Alice. We had to shoot Alice from the waist up, like Elvis on Sullivan. We were specifically told no crotch shots of Alice. <laughs> Which you know, I mean. <laughs> I, you know, you guys know photography. You know that skull belt that Alice has on when you're shooting a show from the pit. You, you kind of want a really cool low angle shot of the uh, of the talent. It almost sounds like you have more restrictions put on you guys than we do, actually. <laughs> uh, so In a that sense. was really the only one. The only other tour we had, I think, some restrictions. Uh, was back and that took a while to to rig up what they wanted because they wanted they wanted Cage the Elephant and Beck to all be in black and white on the monitors, but it took a while for our director to like figure out how to drop out all the color on the board uh, backstage. But eventually we got it, and, and that was kind of a funny show because we were fully prepared to shoot the whole show, and then they were like, "Oh, our camera people are going to shoot Beck. You guys just hang out." And we're like, "Okay." So I got paid to watch Beck. Wow, that's pretty cool. Uh, a quick, quick, it uh, looks like Eric uh, Hemp, you and I got the same exact photo at the different angles. Yep. I, so I noticed this one right that here too. That I have this one right here. So it's the exact <laughs> same moment, it looks like. Yeah, I think I was to your right. Yep. Yeah. Yep, that's funny. So yeah, Chris. So yeah, uh, getting you inside the photo in somewhat of a shot while I'm still focused on the artist that was quite a challenge. It took me like several attempts to like got something that was remotely usable, which is what we just saw. <laughs> that actually, but, that, but that's what you want, you know. Yeah, right, she's in right. focus. I'm out of focus. It's a perfect yeah. uh, in depth of field and composition. I mean, the uh, I, and you guys are really. You guys are really great to work with in the pit. I mean, I didn't really talk to any of you guys, but I, I got to say, you know, everybody kind of, you know, stayed out of everybody's way and there weren't any, you know, there weren't any issues. You know, I was afraid that I was going to be like whipping around my camera and like, you know, you know, whacking you guys with a handheld, like get out of my way. But no, it worked out really well. And, and it's, it's a great team effort. Yeah, that's I always try to give awesome you a show. wide berth. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and, but I will say there were so there were some shows where you know we just didn't have the shots, and um, you know I I you know I um, I had the guts to finally stand up on that barricade thing and like walk across it, you know, on the footholds to, to yeah. stand there to get better shots because you know it's what I needed to do. Yeah, certain shows there. I mean, it feels like certain shows the barricade is closer to the stage than others, so it's really yeah. tight. And, you know, and then again, certain shows, it's just us, yeah. uh, you know, as the crew for both photography and video. And then other shows, I think Alice Cooper was one where they had a bunch of other, you know, like from a magazine or from the radio or something like that. So they had a bunch of other photographers as well. Yeah, but I mean, I can be juggling. Yeah, I will say some of the sh some of the things about some of the shows were annoying, kind of like from an unprofessional thing about some of the openers that had like, you know, their own like DSLR person shooting footage from the stage for the band. And I'm just like, we don't want to see you walking around the stage with a camera shooting the, <laughs> shooting the show. Right. Right. Yeah. We have limitations on what we, 
you know, uh, no, usually it's no video for us. It's strictly for photos only during, you know, obviously during certain yeah. songs. Yeah, not you guys, but there were like people with oh, the yeah. bands that were shooting right, their own right. stuff. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a, there's a whole mix. I mean, we can get into do's and don'ts for photographers, and maybe someday we will, but uh, there's a mix of things you can and cannot do or should and should not do. And, you know, we run into all of the whole, the whole spectrum when it comes to that. Now, Chris, do you ever, um, want, like research a show before you get up there and shoot? Um, I was, th honestly, I was thinking of doing that for some of the bands I wasn't familiar with just so that I could, familiarize myself with their material and uh, know where it's going, know where the songs go. Obviously when I was shooting Yes and uh, Chicago, I knew where they were going. Um, the most research I will do occasionally is I'll go on to Setlist and uh, sort of like uh, that Setlist website and get an idea of what the band's playing. Mm -hmm. So at least I know what's coming. I, Cause I think like, I looked at Weird Al's set list and I was like, all right, he's going to sing the biggest ball of twine in Minnesota. This is going to be awesome. I can't wait to hear that song live. <laughs> I'm a big fan of set list FM. Uh, I, I'm on here quite a bit. Uh, if given the opportunity, I'll swing over to YouTube if, if I know that you see certain acts and, and we know which acts those are going into a show where the first three, four, five, six songs are the same every show. Then you know that's going to be the order that we're going to see. And I'll, I'll go out and make sure that I try to position myself to get certain types of shots. And I'm sure it's the same for you guys as well. Yeah, definitely for me. I mean, I shot a um, – this is, you know, completely unrelated, but um, probably 10 years ago I was shooting a Beatles cover band with, a, with one video camera. And um, when I cut the show together – you would have thought I shot the show with two cameras because it's the Beatles. I know where I knew where to be for every single song, every single beat. And I would shoot one verse one way and I would shoot another verse another way and synchronize the two footage pieces of footage together. So it looked like I was using two cameras and the band watched. And when the band saw the video, it was like, how did you know where to be at what <laughs> point? I saw you like quickly pan to, and you got the guitar solo or you got the drum solo. And I'm like, it's the Beatles. I know that stuff cold. You know, that, that was kind of like where I was at when I was shooting Chicago. I, you know, I, I knew the set. I knew where the songs were going to go. And it was, it was tough. That was like my first show doing the pit camera. And it hurt trying to arch my back to lift it up to, to shoot, you know, the horn line and get good shots of the horn players. So you guys expected to shoot every show for the season or do you get to pick and choose or how does that work? Good question. Um, basically, yeah, we pick and choose the shows we want to work. Um, but in some cases, many of the tours have their own, carry their own video people. Mostly the country acts because Moo TV, which is like the big, uh, video package uh, touring people. They they tour with most uh, most if not all of the acts out of Nashville, and um, so they'll generally be there for all the country shows. So th those are the shows that pretty much if you're a videographer working the venue, you know you probably don't even need to bother signing up for those shows because you know you're going to get cut. 
Who knows? Chris, do you exclusively just shoot for the uh, the venue, or do you do other events? Um, well, right now, I um, I pick up freelance work when I can. Mm-hmm. I'm not a full-time videographer. I honestly, I don't even own my own video camera at this point. Back when I used to freelance, I used to just use the cameras from the public access station I worked at because, you know, I ran the thing and I could get away with doing stuff like that. But um, I... Um, I don't do a lot of freelance video as of late, but if I pick up some a gig like this, I'll do it. I'm basically just working for the company that gets contracted out uh, by Meadowbrook to um, okay, I see. to do yeah. the shows. But for the most part, I'm an antiques dealer. <laughs> nice, very good. Nice, and and I work and I you know I, I record my podcast. I record my my little radio internet radio show every couple of you know every once a week or something. That's basically what I'm doing right now, and I pick up freelance work uh, when I can. Well, cool. Well, Chris, we we want to say thank you for uh, coming on with us. We really appreciate it, and hopefully uh, once the next, whatever the next season is that starts up again, we hope to be uh, getting a lot more stories from you know, behind the camera uh, as well as behind the videographer as well. So we really appreciate you coming on. All right, thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks, so, Chris. Yeah, thanks, so, Chris. Before we call it a night, is there where do where do people go to find more about you and, and stuff like that? If they want to f- listen to your podcast, if they want to work with you on videography stuff, where do people go to find you? Uh, well, my email is uh, CDW Videography, and um, I'm over in uh, Enfield, New Hampshire. And my the name of the show is called The Vinyl Loft, and you can find that on uh, it's it's on Apple iTunes, but you can find that on. Po- on Potomatic and uh, Mixcloud for like the full history of shows. Uh, the Potomatic has like the most current shows as well as the ones that you can actually download, but you can stream all the shows on Mixcloud. Awesome. Well, thanks for coming on, man. Yeah, thank you. Well, thanks for coming, guys, and watching our show tonight. Um, if you have any comments or questions, please email us at nhconcertphotogs at gmail.com. We look forward to seeing you on the next episode.